The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the Global Liberty Alliance, its network, sponsors, donors, or broadcast platforms. The Global Liberty Alliance provides this podcast for informational purposes. Freedom of speech is a fundamental right and essential for free societies to prosper. Thank you for listening and supporting the mission of the Global Liberty Alliance, dedicated to strengthening and defending fundamental individual rights, free markets, and the rule of law. And it's Jason Poblet again with the Global Liberty Alliance podcast. I hope you're all doing well. It's been a few weeks since we uh, caught up in the virtual space. Thank you all for your email. Thank you all for your comments. We appreciate the show suggestions. Today, we're revisiting a very difficult topic. Uh, the family member of a hostage in Iran, a hostage anywhere. It's, it's a horrible, horrible uh, situation to be in. But at any point a family goes through this, I can tell you that the folks who do the most to bring home their loved one are these family members. And Giselle Charmad in California has been on the front lines along with her brother and her mom trying to bring home their dad, uh, Jamshid Sharmad or Jimmy Sharmad as his friends call him. Uh, Giselle's joining us today from California. How are you doing? Hi, Jason. Thank you for having me on your podcast again. Thanks for helping us and thinking of us. Um, well, we're doing. Okay. We're trying to <laughs> stay focused and continue the fight. You know, last time we spoke was in February. Well, last time we spoke publicly on a podcast, it was in February, and that show uh, you were just starting uh, or getting into the groove of advocating for your for your dad and your brother also and your mom. But this month makes a year. Uh, since your dad was abducted by the Iranians in, we believe, the United Arab Emirates at a, at a hotel near the airport, taken hostage, kidnapped by the Iranians, and a few days later was plastered on Iranian television, blindfolded, uh, and uh, pretty much they, they made clear that uh, they had done this to him. So it's been a year. Uh, for those who haven't heard about your dad's case, tell us briefly uh, what happened and then we'll get into what you're working on now. Uh, sure. Um, to say it briefly, my dad has always been an advocate for human rights. Um, he loves his um, um, uh, home country, Iran, as much as he loves uh, the countries that he grew up in, which is Germany and the country that he um, immigrated to, the U.S., and um, he has used uh, all of his time, pretty much, and his money and all of his energy to help people in Iran to have a voice and um, uh, help them find uh, fight oppression. Um, in the last 10 years, he has been frequently terrorized by the regime while he was here in the US. And um, last year when he was traveling um, overseas, uh, they unfortunately kidnapped him and he has been um, a hostage in Iran, somewhere in Iran, we still don't know where, for over a year now it's it's a year now that he has been there and um his voice pretty much has been silenced for a year now and since then we're trying to um fight for him and get him back and see 
whatever we can do to make sure that he stays alive and comes back to us. How, um, how's your mom, how's your brother doing? Um, as you can imagine, everybody here is getting, um, it's rough, very, very rough, very, exactly. Very, uh, tired and very, um, frustrated mm. about our fight. I mean, um, we're not giving up or anything like that. We're, we're, we're continuing the fight, but the anniversary of his kidnapping really um, opened up the wounds mm. and made realize what we're up against and how, how tough this fight is. I mean, you told us in the beginning, this is going to be a marathon. And I, I think now we know what you mean when you said that, because it's you, you need energy every single day to, to, to fight and even if you don't see any progress you you know you have to do it because that's the only thing we can do yeah for folks who haven't heard this story before put yourself i mean imagine you know you're 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 tackling not just keeping your home together as giselle and her family have been doing by the way now jimmy's a grandfather when he went in he was not a grandfather yet so he's a grandfather now also uh, but you have to keep the home together. You keep your, your routine going. But you also have this other job. And you have uh, the worry about a loved one thousands of miles away. Um, not only were they detained, but they were unlawfully detained. And it was done in a way that was brutal. Of course, this is not the first time in Jimmy's case that he was targeted by the Iranians. In fact, in 2009, uh, the, they, they tried to assassinate him in California. And it was foiled by the FBI. And there's a lot there in the media. People can look at this uh, uh, for themselves and learn about that uh, the situation. So this has kind of been a uh, uh, he's a patriot. Uh, he's a human rights defender. He's a lover of freedom. But your family is also going through the tough time as well. And we wanted listeners to know what this was like. And you're so brave for talking about it because you've been doing a lot of that. In fact, uh, there have been a lot of stories written about your dad's case. You've done so many interviews. Uh, so has your brother. What's that been like? Because you're a nurse. In fact, for folks, again, who don't know the story, this remarkable lady was uh, working in a in a COVID ward uh, in a California hospital, helping take care of COVID patients. She was pregnant, uh, getting ready to give birth to a baby and dealing with this all at the same time. So doing TV and radio and, and newspapers must be easy, I guess. Right. It, it, it was uh, it came with the territory, I guess. How, how did that happen? How's it felt to be doing all of that? Because you were kind of thrust out there. Um, it, yes. <laughs> um, it felt like we, I had to do it. I, I, we, we never thought about if we should do it. We, we just started and we, it was like an outcry. We didn't know when we found out that my dad was kidnapped and taken. And we saw him on, uh, on actually on the internet, uh, blindfolded. The, the shock that we got, we just went into fight mode we just went into cry mode we we called anybody that we could and we just started it um it for me personally it's it's really really hard because i'm i'm terrified of speeches like most people are <laughs> i'm terrified <laughs> of being in front of cameras <laughs> i i'm always if you if you look at my uh, my interviews i'm always so close to bursting out and crying um, I'm just trying to hold it together, going through the questions and not, not, um, you know, um, 
doing anything that would be embarrassing later on or talking too much or, or saying anything that that would harm my dad and it's 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 really hard it's really hard I mean like uh, as a new mom already you you probably know it's 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 really tough uh, you, you can't sleep you're you're focused on your child and everything is new and then I was most of my mo most of my videos in the beginning I'm actually um, it's a you can see my head only and I'm breastfeeding my baby <laughs> while I'm doing the interview or, or something like that like we had to we had to be very creative there's not an extra time uh, given in the day where you can fight for your dad but we're trying to just fuse it all together and go forward with it as, as much as we can and hope we're doing the right thing well you're doing a remarkable job and it's not easy folks uh, a lot of families uh, go um, sometimes they go quiet and sometimes in these cases you do go quiet sometimes in these cases uh, there there are scenarios where you maybe do not speak publicly but uh, in those cases where it's indicated and then the families want to advocate for their loved ones these listen to what this family is going through and the lengths they're going through to keep their loved one alive and and raise awareness uh, so that he's not left behind and he knows that he's not going to be left behind uh, because he has a fighting family uh, and it's a, it's a testament to his legacy and what and what he's been able to do in this country and uh, in other countries that, that he's been engaged in this sort of human rights work what is it, you know, briefly, what has it been like to deal with all these governments? Because you're caught between three governments, mm -hmm. right? You're caught in between yeah. the Iranians, the Germans, and mm -hmm. the Americans. So you have mm -hmm. three, three sovereigns to deal with, and then you're thrust into this. Mm -hmm. And every single one has a unique little role in this. How has it been like to engage in this uh, uh, through this process? it's it's been like we're trapped in a movie and we don't know what the ending is like we're it's it's completely out of our scope or out of our what we ever did we don't know much about politics uh and we just found out how complex everything is and how like how how you can't get a straight answer from anybody i mean the the islamic regime never talked to us they were just completely silent the germans are being germans they're very politically co correct and you don't know what they're actually doing same with the americans you don't know who you can talk to you don't know what to do with their answers you don't know who you can contact it's it's completely uh, frustrating because it's nothing that we ever did like you, you there's we always thought like isn't there a movie or like a handbook or something that we <laughs> follow and find out what we're supposed to do when a loved one gets gets kidnapped there's there's nothing you're you're standing there and you're just trying to figure everything out as you go and by of course talking to you or talking to other families of uh, hostages we, we're, we're starting to figure out how this game works and how we're supposed to play but we're still not good at it so um we we appreciate of course any help that we can get because you, you you just don't know there's nobody nobody gets prepared for this situation you're you're never going to be prepared for this situation even if you were in politics even if you were familiar with hostages when it happens to you you just don't know what to do and you're just trying to reach anybody and talk to anybody that you can and that's willing to listen and willing to do anything it comes at you very fast uh, yes. Like most 
difficult challenges in life. And you said something very important there that you never know. And that's one of the frustrating things for a lot of the, for anyone, the unknown, nobody likes the unknown. Most mm -hmm. people don't like the unknown. Uh, you, you just, you, you learn how to deal with it. As you get older, you go through life, things happen. You have to prepare and pre preparation, I think is a huge part of that, but nobody really prepares for being taken hostage or being kidnapped by a government or a, 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 a terrorist group. But you said something very important there is that you never know where a thread will come that will become very helpful mm -hmm. uh, to you down the road uh, as you, you work on this. And uh, a lot of doors will get shut. Um, every now and then, some interesting characters. Uh, I could use another word, but I won't. Uh, unscrupulous people tend to show up at your door. Uh, but more good people tend to show up. Uh, people who want to help, people who want to provide information, people who want to open some doors. You never know where it's going to come from. And it's important that uh, uh, that you, like you have, you stay open and your family stays open and tries to work through some of this. You know, the interesting thing you also said, and, and, I, and, and this is something that a lot of families also struggle with, um, the lack of information. Or do you think you're at a point now where you're starting to get the same answer over and over again from the government's? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's um, in the beginning, you're very hopeful because you believe every word that anybody tells you, uh, mm. any lawyer, any any government official, anything that they say, they say, we're going to do everything. And you're, you're very hopeful. But after a year of hearing the same thing again and the same excuses, you feel like either there is no way or, or they're playing you or the, they're they're. I don't know. I don't know how to express it, but it feels you, you feel stuck. You feel stuck. And um, I don't know if there's a way around that or if, if how to get unstuck. But that's how it felt after a year of not accomplishing anything. I mean, after one year, we still don't know where my dad is. Can you believe that? Any, I mean, any prisoner um, has a place where, where they're holding you in Iran. It's usually even prison. We still don't know where he is physically. Nobody has seen him. We have asked them to send us a picture so we can see how my dad looks after a year. Nothing, like completely nothing. And having these results with the same answers from everybody really is frustrating. How have the, um, since your dad enjoys nationality also through the Germans, mm -hmm. how, has, uh, how have the Germans been through this process? Uh, the Germans are very German about it. Um, <laughs> very, very, as I said, politically correct. You know, they're there from the beginning. They told us absolutely. He, we see him as a German citizen. Of course, he's a German citizen. We're going to do anything that we can do. But and it's always this but, but the Islamic regime does not um, uh, uh, does not uh, recognize um dual nationals or but the islamic regime does not let us do this but they don't and it's 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 always they, they sound very good and they want to do everything and they guarantee us that they're doing everything but the results are not there and whatever they have been doing or not it it wasn't enough because otherwise we would have some some information after one year at least at least a picture or at least a place or at least uh um we would know why 
he was he was kidnapped in the first place. Somebody would would be able to get him a lawyer. None of this has been done, and none of them has has been accomplished. Even though they're saying we're doing everything that we can, but it's it's really hard to believe that. If if that's all they can, then it's it's not enough. You know, one of the uh, when you when you notice that you're in that cycle, but that's becomes typical a lot of times the governments will say oh it's national security reasons and by the way that that can be a valid concern Mm -hmm. and there are parameters that of course uh, we're not going to get into this here folks Uh, there's certain things we can't talk about but uh, there 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 is even with that back and forth a lot of times they will climb up and will not want to share things with with families and Mm -hmm. uh, what what Giselle's talking about and the Germans frankly, should be doing, and I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into detail, but she's right. They haven't done enough. Uh, Germany is Iran's number one trade partner in Europe. They have probably more leverage over the Iranians than maybe perhaps even the the French. And if they wanted to prioritize the case, they would. I believe they haven't. And uh, we'll leave it at that. We're not going to get into details, but they can do more. Giselle's right. And they need to do more. They must do more. Uh, They're a NATO ally. Uh, We work together on many things with Americans. And they want to do this. They can. And they will continue to receive a lot of updates from the families and from the lawyers here in Washington. And uh, we'll make sure that even the Bundestag, which uh, generally, without giving away too much, uh, the Bundestag has also opened the doors a little bit. Right. There have been some people mm-hmm. there who've been interested in helping on the case. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully um, um, we will see a little bit more um, engagement from people from the Bundestag, too. We have been talking to some people um, since the beginning and they've been very, very helpful. And I hope there will be more um, more engagement from from those people in, yes. in the I think there's going to be, and there's also some folks in Congress who, again, Mm -hmm. we're not going to give it all away here, Mm -hmm. uh, but there are some folks in the U.S. Congress also uh, who are helping and they want to help. And and there are some people in the U.S. government who have been helping, and I believe they will help. Uh, But the pressure needs to be on the Iranians. If we're going to sign nuclear agreements or whatever agreement they're doing, uh, the hostages come first, Jimmy comes first, unconditional release of these men and women, and uh, no... No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, it's got the political will. You know, listen to what this family's saying. Listen to what Giselle's saying. These people need help. And this is going to impact beyond Iran. This is going to send a strong message that uh, we don't leave people behind. Uh, so listen, folks. Call in. Support. Send us messages. We'll tell you how to help. Uh, but know that every American should get behind this family to help them bring uh, Jimmy home and the other Americans home. If you had a, you know, we're not going to keep you too long today. I know you're busy. I promise we keep it short. Uh, but what message do you have for President Biden? If you had him sitting right in front of you, and we're going to make sure they get this message, and, and, and Vice President Harris or Secretary of State Blinken, what would you tell them? What would you ask them? Mm-hmm. I, would, I would probably ask them the same thing that I asked every American or every human being that's that's living on this planet and that that claims they're pro-democracy, they're for human rights, they're for equality, and they they 
they know the, the difference between right and wrong, I, I would ask them to have courage. And that's the most important thing right now that I'm asking anybody who's willing to help us. It is frightening and it is probably easier to find another way in, around this and not, not confront a government that is doing such things as, as horrible as kidnapping people and taking hostages. It is probably easier to, to run away or to, to, to somehow get out of this situation. But what I need from governments and people and media and, and anybody who's, who's, who's willing to help us is to be courageous right now and do the right thing. And you, you as a president or as anybody in, the, in, in government have power. We, we elect you and we give you power. So the least you can do is not disappoint us and show us that when we give you this power, you will use it for good and you will make sure that these wrongs are not gonna happen again and that my dad comes back to us, comes back to his family, comes back to my daughter. And, and that's, that's the minimum that I ask. That's, that's, the, that's their duty. It is, yeah. folks, the U.S. Department of State. They work for Giselle. They work for Jimmy. They don't work for Iran. They don't work for Germany. We don't work for the United Nations. You work for American taxpayers. And our government has a duty to help Americans and, and legal permanent residents with strong connections here to bring Americans home. And that's what Giselle is saying. And that's what her family is pleading. And uh, we hope that uh, they will listen and carefully consider what, what, what she's saying. Um, I know your brother Cheyenne, was happen uh, Cheyenne happened to be around there earlier. Is he, is he still around or did he leave? Yeah. No, he's still here. The, 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 does he want to say something? Because we, we'd love to have him say a few words if he wants to say a few things. Sure, Jason. Yeah, definitely. How uh, are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Trying to uh, fill the void that uh, my dad leaving has left behind. But it's... Uh, you know, just have to muscle through at this point. What's, you know, what's your, you know, you, you've been out there also. Uh, you said a few months ago uh, in the Independent, uh, you, were, you, you said, folks, don't stay silent. And you were pretty much were doing what your sister was saying is to get involved and help us and, 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 and get all governments and organizations that are affected by this. When you said it affects everybody, what what did you mean by that? The, what I meant by that was that by staying silent and by allowing this to be done so easily, we pretty much give all the power to the the terrorists, the the kidnappers. The regime thinks they can do whatever they want. If we don't give them any consequences, as in, hey, you can't do this. We can't do business as usual. And then you go nab people that kind of talk against you. They're going to continue it. This is at the very end, it's still a Middle Eastern country. So they have a Middle Eastern culture, which is, uh, I guess, patriarchal in some sense to where you got to show your dominance. Mm. And Europe and Germany, especially, is the most dominant country in Europe. The U.S. is the most dominant country in America. And I think they need to flex their muscles to some degree to, uh, you know, show them, hey, this is not normal. You can't do this. And I think they've been lacking that. They've been trying to be too politically correct versus um, actually 
showing that the world is moving towards a free world, not a totalitarian world. So and and it's, 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 it's key what you just said there also that you have to show, um, project power, not weakness. Uh, the Iranian do not understand, the Iranian government does not understand, does not respect weak. Uh, yeah, they, absolutely. They, they will step all over you if, you, if you're weak. Yeah, first, they, they're going to continue doing this. They saw, oh, this is easy. All they do is uh, just tweet some stuff or say, oh, we're so outraged. But they're going to continue this if we don't, you know, put up a wall and say, hey, this is not okay. You guys are going to need to pay consequences now unless you change your behavior. Cheyenne, so, you know, you, are, you, are you also an engineer like your dad? Is- uh, yeah, I am. Although... I would arguably say not as good as him, but uh, <laughs> well, I think you uh, you took after your dad in a lot of in a lot of things, also like like your sister there, and I could tell he's had a big influence over you and some of the work that you do and that you enjoy doing. Um, how yeah. you how do you like your sister? How do you all handle the, your your full time job plus this challenge at the same time? Um, I don't think I really have a choice to consider not handling it. Hmm. It's something I just have to do. It's something I I must take upon myself. I can't. Although I do feel depressed, I do feel weak, uh, I do feel vulnerable. I do feel like I've, you know, my whole life changed last year completely. Went from being very nice and like the American dream to sort of like this, you know, Hollywood horror story. Hmm. It is but, a made. This whole thing is made. I mean, you could make a movie about your families. I, uh, I actually plan on doing that, but I'm waiting for the story to resolve in a positive way for me to write. <laughs> you know, a, a good story, not not a lesson to be learned story. <laughs> well, it, it's quite remarkable. I mean, you all have gone from Iran. You lived in Germany. You came to America, where you always wanted to be. I mean, you've lived the American dream, and then you had this. Uh, this yeah. nightmare thrust upon you, um, uh, but I know you're all doing the best you can. Uh, in fact, uh, I was telling your sister before we started that some families don't even want to speak up. Uh, there's the they they're, 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 it's difficult for them. It's scary, and it uh, is you, it's yeah. very scary and it's terrifying. Yeah, because uh, we we witnessed firsthand. I was in the same house where they came to try to assassinate my father. It was the room next over. And after I found that out, I naturally I was, uh, was at a young age. I was maybe 17, 18, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at that time, I was very shocking and I was very frightened. But after that, you know, reconsidering and rethinking that is, okay, what will this fear do? Like, if I don't stand up and if I don't, you know, hold some kind of moral standard to acknowledge this wrongdoing, you know, it will get worse. If we don't oppose this terrorizing nation it will get worse your dad your dad taught you all well and your mom too i know she's a very very strong woman and uh, you all lean into this and uh, that's a testament i was telling your sister to to how you all were raised and it gives a lot of energy to a lot of families uh, that are going through this there's a lot of people that the public does not know about uh, because partly too uh, they have family in Iran, and they worry if they say something, what will happen to my family in Iran? And and it's um, a scenario, like in your case, not many have gone through this, where 
this is the second time and maybe other times that he's had run-ins with these people. But your dad kept going. You know, when that happened in 2009, he could have stopped and just walked away. Exactly. Uh, he, he didn't. He kept going. He, he, he is a, a lion of a fellow. And um, I think that uh, the fact that you can channel all of this in a way that uh, makes sense to people um, is, is a testament, again, to, to, to the good work that you're all doing. I mean, what message also would you have uh, if you had uh, President Biden or Secretary of State in front of you or the vice president or even, heck, your member of Congress in California, your senators, what, what would you tell them uh, about your dad and what would you want them to do? Well, I know that all those people had fathers and their children have their fathers. And so what I want to say to them, what if it was your dad, obviously with President Biden, I, I believe he passed away, but you know, their children, it's, it's the same duty. What, what would you do if it was your dad taken out of your country into another country and plastered as a terrorist over there? What would you do? I don't think President Biden would falter and say, oh, well, that happened, you know, let's just move on. No, he would flex his muscle and say, whatever possible, we were going to try to get him back, not only out of morale, but also out of, uh, uh, you know, authority of the U.S. They are the, you know, the, the world power, the world leaders. And I think it's Biden's duty to, you know, show that, present that. But those are powerful messages, folks, from Shayan Sharmad and Giselle Sharmad, uh, son and daughter of Jim Sharmad, Jimmy Sharmad in California. Uh, they've spent some time with us sharing their story. I want to thank them both uh, for taking the time to share this with folks. We're going to make sure that a lot of people of importance here in Washington or people who claim people are who are supposed to be important, I guess. I don't know. Uh, people who hold positions of authority hear this message. Uh, that they continue to advocate on behalf of, of Jimmy and this family. And I encourage listeners to please log on to the website, click the links, learn about this story, write your representative. Every American can help writing their member of Congress. It's very easy to do. Uh, if you don't know how, we'll show you how to do that. And uh, again, you always have a platform here. Uh, your family does to, to speak up if you need it. Uh, let us know. And if you have any other messages, uh, we can wrap up now and have you back again anytime. I want to thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you so much, you Jason, so much, for Jason. your time and everything that you do for us. Yeah, for your, all the effort, all the um, work that you've done for not only us, but for other families as well. Mm -hmm. Really, really appreciate it. You've well, been... We're, well, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going till... till, till... Uh, the Iranians get really tired of listening to us. And, uh, we're not going. We're not going away, and we want you know they they know that uh, we're not going away, and I know you're not going away. Uh, so consider us a home, and let us know what you need. And of course, thanks again for sharing uh, your message. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, fellow Liberty Warriors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way uh, to make a podcast. It's free uh, for starters. There's also an awesome creation tool. If you don't want to hire a producer right away, you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone, right from your computer. 
anywhere you are at any time. It's uh, distributed for you. So that's really important. Once you record this, you need to get it to the right platform. They will do that for you, including on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast. It's all in one place. It's very easy to use. So give Anchor a try. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started.